You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. <laughs> Take seven. So you're going to cut this in too? <laughs> we'll, punch, we'll punch this in. Broadcasting from coast to coast and around the world, it's time for Animal Talk with some of the best doggone pet people on the planet. Dr. Brad Davis, DVM and Chief of Staff for the Veterinary Centers of America. Donna Fournier, our animal behaviorist. Brian Barchak, wrangling the reptiles. And I'm Jamie Flanagan. Here it is, Animal Talk. Whatever the problem is, uh, pros, like uh, the guy sitting across from me, ready no. and willing to help you out. I'm Dr. Brad Davis. If you have any veterinary questions you might have. Okay, then we have the uh, brightest uh, of the bunch. I'm Donna Fournier, and I'm here to answer any training questions. My name's Jamie. I just want to make sure everybody has a good time. He is the hacksaw Jim Duggan of radio. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fun. Helping you with your pets. That's what we're here to do. The website, animaltalkradio.com, your one stop for all the digital media. And uh, helping us out again today is our queen of digital media. Paul is here. Thanks for helping. Appreciate it. You're there. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. There you go. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, the the the, the radio cast uh, on US Web Talk Radio, <laughs> and uh, the video podcast, uh, UStream.tv. It's all out there. The Twitter, the tweets, mm-hmm. all of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So uh, Animal Talk Radio on Twitter, Animal Talk on MySpace. And here, what we're doing today, is something uh, interesting. Uh, the first person who can, uh, and Paula, if you would. Put yes. this out to the MySpace peeps. The first person to get five people to add us as their friends uh, mm-hmm. and say, I added you because so-and-so told me. First people to get five of their friends. Let's just say three of their friends. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's close the circle down a little bit. Let's not make them jump too high. It's early. We'll stretch. We'll do five in the second hour. Three people. I meant to say three. Three people to, to, to join, uh, make us friends on, on MySpace mm-hmm. uh, and say, hey, so-and-so told me to be your friend. Uh, that person uh, is going to get a, a DVD from oh, the uh, right. Animal Planet, either uh, Growing Up Safari or, or what's the other one over there, the top um, one, the uh, Dangerous something or others. We have the Orangutan Island. Orangutan Island. And, and Untamed and Uncut. Untamed and Uncut, yeah. So uh, yeah. Growing Up Safari or Untamed and Uncut uh, DVDs. Uh, to give away to, uh, but they our, have to say that their friend recommended them. Yes, so yes. That we so can we need monitor. to we need to monitor uh, who gets the first three people to become uh, our friends on MySpace. We broke a thousand friends today on Animal Did Talk we? earlier nice. today. We uh, passed the one thousand threshold before the show's over. Two thousand. Wow. I'm working uh, we'll on it right now. S- we'll see. <laughs> um, so uh, thanks for all the people who uh, friended us recently and uh, have joined joined in the fray and uh, are watching via uh, Ustream.tv or uh, watching, listening on uswebtalkradio.com. We appreciate you being around. Big day. Lots of stuff going on. Of course, Brad is back from mm-hmm. merry old England. We're going to find out all about your travels mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, what happened there. And you were able, while you were there, you got uh, Prince Charles on the phone for us. We did, uh, That's yes. what you told us. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we believe you. Yeah. And uh, coming up today, Brad, I know what a big uh, Backstreet Boys fan you I'm are. A huge Backstreet Boys. Um, fan. And can you name them? Uh, can I name the Backstreet Boys? Yes. There's uh, well, <laughs> Grumpy. Yes. <laughs> Sleepy, happy, dopey. Kevin. Kevin Richardson. Kevin. Oh my God. Kevin, Kevin Richardson. Richardson. Backstreet Boy. Yes. <laughs> um, on the show today, Kevin Richardson. Oh, that's um, great. Although uh, it's not the Backstreet Boy. 
Oh, he's not, he's not, he's not a backstreet <laughs> he boy. He went down the Amazon, and no. Uh, this is Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is another Kevin Richardson. Actually, because I got very confused when I was Googling and trying to get more information about our guest coming up. Our guest today is Kevin Richardson, the Lion Whisperer. This oh. guy is off the hook. He is very cool. He's uh, written a book called Part of the Pride. He's uh, my life with uh, among the big cats in Africa. <laughs> and uh, he's got a movie project. He's working on a feature film, White Lion. He's going to tell us all about those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, coincidentally enough, the uh, same name as one of the Backstreet Boys. And <laughs> actually doesn't look too far afield from that person either. So it's actually, <laughs> I hope, I'm hoping Kevin's got a good sense of humor. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's, uh, I just, let's just say that, shall we? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little leery about that. So, but that's coming up in uh, right at the, uh, in, I mean, probably about five minutes from wow. right now. We'll be talking to Kevin Richardson. Um, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna bet you that's Kevin calling in now. And, uh, <laughs> that's saying, a great hey, sound effect you could did you, right there. Could you, could you quit with the Backstreet Boys crap already? Uh, so, yes, we'll, uh, we'll talk to Kevin very shortly. And uh, we will have him on and uh, ha- talk about uh, all all his stuff. Plus, we have uh, some phone calls coming up. Your phone calls are going to help you with your pet. And uh, I'm going to just uh, uh, get your emails. we got the email questions that come in from the, the website, animaltalkradio.com. We always uh, like to respond to your emails and uh, help you out, uh, our digital posse, um, as it were. So we will uh, get your uh, email questions, uh, the tweets, if you uh, add our Twitter, Animal Talk Radio on Twitter. You can tweet in your question as well. So all sorts of ways to uh, get a hold of us digitally. And like I said, coming up right after this break, we will be talking to the Kevin Richardson, Lion Whisperer. Uh, <laughs> Got to find out if he likes that or not, or uh, just because the horse whisperer was so popular in marketing, people mm-hmm. just are pushing that. Um, Everything's a whisperer. I'm gonna, yeah. It's like gate. You know? It's like so, every scandal's a gate. Yes. Everybody's yes, a yes. whisperer. So yes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess probably not. All right. I'm gonna leave money on that. So uh, Kevin's coming up after the break, and your phone calls as well. Jamie, Donna, Dr. Brad, Animal Talk, it's America's Pet Show. Sl- Has your Fido been a Dumbo? Well, Donna can bring out the Einstein in your dog. On Animal Talk, whatever the problem is, pet professionals standing by, ready and willing to help you with your pets. And uh, speaking of uh, pet professionals, boy, uh, just uh, not necessarily pets, but uh, truly an animal professional. Our guest today on Animal Talk uh, has a new book, uh, Part of the Pride, My Life Among the Big Cats of Africa. He worked uh, as a custodian at uh, two South African animal parks, and uh, really just he got in there. He became part of the pride and enrolled with the big cats. He also has a feature film, White Line, uh, coming up. He's going to tell us about that. And our guest today is uh, Kevin Richardson. Kevin, welcome to Animal Talk. Thank you. Thanks very much for having me on your show. Kevin, uh, so working as a custodian at uh, two South African animal parks, um, what what did you do as a custodian? I mean, we know you, you became interacting, but what is the job of a custodian? I'm sure it's not to roll around and wrestle with them. So what was what initially was your job? Well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a progression. It's not a single event. Uh, yeah. It started about 11 years ago where I got the opportunity to meet two little lion cubs that I thought would have absolutely no impact on my life, but uh, boy, was I wrong. Uh. Uh, it started with these two cubs, and um, you know, uh, I, I just used to go and visit them as a volunteer, really. And uh, the owner of the park saw the, the relationship that I was developing, and uh, offered me you know, part-time employment. Um, from there, it uh, became uh, semi-permanent and ultimately permanent, whereby 
I was in uh, charge of really looking after the, the welfare of all the, the lions at this park, and and not only that, then sourcing new predators for the park as well. Okay. Aww. So uh, are these parks that uh, people can people can visit and, and tour through and, and see the animals, or can they, can people interact with them at these parks? Yeah, well, the, the, the two different parks, I've actually broken away from the one park, um, you know, not, not due to anything bad. It was just, you know, time to move out when sure. I started the feature film. But uh, the one park is that kind of park whereby, uh, you know, large tracks of people can come through and uh, visit the lines in these, you know, these semi-wild conditions. Um, not everyone in, in South Africa can get, get to our national parks, which are mm-hmm. you know, some distances away. So it provides an opportunity pretty close to the city for uh, people to see lions in a natural you know, habitat. So that's the one park. Um, and then the other park, which uh, was developed about three, three and a half years ago, was for specifically actually for the filming of a feature film called White Lion. Mm-hmm. And um, ultimately within mind that when, when the film finished that I'd be able to have a sanctuary to keep the, you know, the animals that I work so closely with. Right. So um, I, are, do you train these animals, or are they just there living their lives and you're just kind of interacting with them? Yeah. Well, that, that's been the interesting thing, is that I never went into any uh, job with these animals thinking that that's going to be my profession. I, didn't, you know, I never wanted to be an animal wrangler or animal trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not really you know, what I do and not really my passion. But there was something in it when working with these these lions and basically these two lions grew up and suddenly I was working with about 60 lions um, you know the call the calls did come in when people saw the the relationship that I was having with these animals you know saying oh could you get these lions to maybe walk in front of a blue screen for a commercial ah so there was that element that came from it right but ultimately um, you know I, 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 I'm not an animal trainer and sure. uh, I didn't have that kind of um, background yeah uh, but I was making inroads into these animals' lives, and certainly I was looking at a new angle as to, you know, if these animals are going to live in captivity, how could I enrich their lives? How can, you know, man and beast, especially beasts of this nature, get along in captivity so that they don't have to live these, in, in, in my opinion, miserable, miserable lives in zoo-type environments? You know, how can we enrich their lives so that if they are going to live in captivity, it can be the best possible life uh, that they can live? So how much uh, spandex and sequence is involved in, in what you do, Kevin? Not a whole lot. None? All right, good. Good. Uh, just kidding. Uh, but uh, lions are not the only uh, critter you've worked with out there. You've, uh, you, you've dealt with just many hyenas, and, and what else have you, uh, other predators, right? what else are you uh, working with? Yes, uh, I mean my fascination really um, lies in the in the big cats and also you know the carnivores of of, of Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try and stick to to Africa because that's indigenous to, to where I'm from. Um, so yeah, we we've uh, you know work with uh, spotted hyena, brown hyena, um, leopards, um, jackals, caracals. Um, so any of the the big cats that occur in Africa, um, you know, work with those and and obviously the dangerous carnivores, you know, a special one um, and, and holds a special place in my heart is, is the spotted hyena. Um, so that's you know, it's a very interesting animal and I'm really trying my best to change people's perceptions the world throughout on them. 
Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, people think of uh, just uh, uh, just uh, big doggy rats, right? Just very dirty and uh, uh, just pretty. Donna, what's uh, what is what is a stereotype dirty, of rotten, smelly scavengers? Yeah, scavengers. That was the mm-hmm. word I was searching for. Yeah. Um, so these these guys aren't uh, dirty, rotten scavengers. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's contra- uh, completely the opposite. In fact, in a lot of areas in southern africa hyenas hunt up to 75 percent of what they eat mm. and in fact are, are more um uh, successful than lions even okay so the fact that they make such a good villain in films is, mm-hmm. is why they've probably got the negative rap they the lion's closest competitor so mm-hmm. in in the wilds of africa wherever you're going to find lions living normally you're going to find the spotted hyena mm-hmm. and they're incredibly resourceful so yeah, I mean, if a hyena comes across a um, you know a carcass out there, he's not going to say no. Kind of like a human taking a takeaway at uh, the nearest uh, fast food store. So you know, we don't we don't see ourselves as a scavenging type creature. <laughs> no. but, uh, we're no different. <laughs> uh, but yeah, having said that, I mean, a lot of the time, you know, re- research researchers now found that because they're such efficient hunters, mm-hmm. um, they they can take down their prey very quickly and consume it very quickly. Um, so a lot of people don't ever get to see them um, taking down kills, and uh, therefore assume you know that everything they eat they just uh, scavenge from. All right, now Kevin, I've seen several uh, videos on YouTube of, of your interaction with the animals, and uh, uh, there was a cheetah that uh, you know charged you and, and rolled you over, and, and uh, then you got up and he was licking your face. And the, the worst part of it was is that their their tongues are really rough. <laughs> um, you know, I made the joke about the spandex and the sequence earlier, and uh, you know the, the the Vegas boys, you know, I mean, really knew their animals and interacted with them, and yet still. There was a a big oops with yeah, one yeah. of them. Are you are you ever afraid of that that big oops? Well, of course, there's there's always a risk in everything that one does, especially when it's controversial and especially when it's you know dealing with uh, things that can kill you. We know lions can kill you, mm-hmm. um, but you know I weigh over the years I've weighed out the pros and the cons, and I always like to tell people you know it's kind of like flying an airplane. You know we don't see pilots as these nutters you know who jump into these crazy machines and try and kill themselves. But we all know the risks involved in flying. I mean, engines can quit and uh, things can fall off planes. And <laughs> you know, they're only as good as they're made. And it's normally human error. But, you know, in, in flying, we say you start with a, a bucket full of luck and a bucket empty of experience. Uh. And you hope that the one bucket fills up with experience by the time the bucket full of luck runs out. <laughs> the same thing when you work with big cats. Mm. You, know, you, yeah. you start with no experience and you start with all the I've been overzealous and all the uh, bravery in the world. And as the years go on, if you haven't been, you know, uh, killed by these animals and um, certainly you haven't learned something, then, uh, yeah. Yep. All right, so Kevin Richardson, our guest here on Animal Talk, author of Part of the Pride, My Life Among the Big Cats of Africa, also uh, the feature film White Line. Now, in the book, Part of the Pride, are people going to find, have you had any close calls? Are people going to find that in the book, or what will they find in the book? Yeah, ex- exactly that. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a lucky lesson early on. Okay. Uh, you know, and it uh, taught me a lot. So, it, uh, yeah, certainly there are a lot of close calls, and as you, you know, as the experience does, um, you know, build up, you try and limit those close calls. Um, but as, as you quite rightly say, yes, you, you are working with animals that are so-called unpredictable, but that's what I delve in, in, into the book, um, is that, you know, lions aren't these, man, these mindless man-eaters. And there's a lot of myths and misconceptions out there. Um, you know, for example, 
if uh, I only go in with these lions when they're well fed. Mm-hmm. Because when they're hungry, they're going to eat me. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, by that very logic, people are assuming that these lions are not associating with me. They, you know, by, by some uh, miracle, I'm going in there every day, and um, you know, they 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 they're not seeing me as food. Okay. So uh, the other one is, you know, and I heard this from a very reputable scientist. He came across on the television, you know, started talking about my work and said, well, one day Kevin's going to catch them in a bad mood. Now, if I haven't caught one of these lions in a bad mood over 11 years, uh-huh. worked with about 60 of them very intimately, then I don't know. Maybe I'm doing something right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 11 years. Uh, so the luck pale is still uh, still working for you. That's a good thing. <laughs> um, well, you just you. It, it's it, even though yes, it, this is a much bigger animal than I typically work with. It still comes down to you understanding the cues and the way that that animal is communicating with you to know is this a bad day and then you you instinctively know by reading the animal and watching the animal so i think a lot of it yeah okay experience like you were saying it it takes a lot you have to pay attention to what the animal is telling you and when you can aptly read that animal then your chances go way down for harm exactly and isn't it about relationships Mm -hmm. i mean the more you get to know a subject and an individual, mm-hmm. uh, the better that is. Um, yeah. And it's, it's not too different to humans. You, right. know, you, you walk into a room and you see a bunch of humans, you immediately connect with some and you don't with others. Why is that? Right. Um, the other thing is, is you walk into a room full of your friends, you know, immediately you know, uh, you know, so-and-so is in a bad mood, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Mm. I need to go up to uh, and ask him and say, hey, listen, why are you in a bad mood? You know, and, and pray to it's the same thing with these lines. They give you so many signs, probably more. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, you walk in with, it's not only with the lions, obviously the leopards, the hyenas, certain animals that are a little bit trickier to work with because they, you know, the, the leopards are solitary animals. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, the pride animals and the clan animals, they're generally more tolerant of, um, you know, animals just coming and flopping down on top of them even when they are in a bad mood. Leopards aren't quite used to that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you've got you to gotta work with each uh, slightly differently, but it, it does. It all, it all comes down to reading the behavior mm-hmm. all right so kevin do you like the the the, the label the lion whisperer well, <laughs> you know in the beginning uh you know i said ah, no, i don't really like this label <laughs> because it's not really what i do and right, i right. am but then you know i started to realize that by being associated with it um it, 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 it's mocking me as doing something different to what other people are doing yeah and and that's a, it's a positive association mm-hmm. so i'm you know over the over, over the years i've actually grown to not mind it. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> Still so, didn't like it. Yeah, you don't yeah. mind it now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I say, you know, people will say, but five years ago you said one thing and now today you say another. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's a progression, you know, all the, mm-hmm. all the time that you're working with these animals. <laughs> you uh, learn something every day. You learn something every day. Mm-hmm. They're teaching you something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I might have said something on, on day one having worked with these lions that might be absolute hogwash yeah <laughs> day 12 you know year 12 yeah uh, yep. all right kevin richardson the author of uh part of the pride the feature film white line kevin i gotta ask you the question is why why are you doing this i mean it, besides okay it's cool video that we get to watch you go oh wow neat uh and you get to have that neat experience what's your goal why why are you doing this why are you working with these animals what's your ultimate goal okay what, what originally started out is just enriching two animals lives uh, became a lot more than that when um, you know people started to see what I was doing and say, "Hey, this is very different." Um, so initially, I didn't want to uh, you 
know, have all this media hype and media attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, it's come, and, and you know, you've got to deal with it. So I thought to myself, you know, many years ago, well, how do you, put, you know, put this in a positive spin? Mm-hmm. And how, how can this benefit uh, lions in the wild? And how can we actually get the word out there that things are not so great in southern Africa, and in fact in Africa with, with lion numbers, you know, having declined from 300,000 to 23,000 mm-hmm. okay. in less than a decade. Wow. So, and the big problem is, is that there's, there's always this um, you know, jostling between the scientists uh, and the wild lions and then the captive people and the mm. captive lions. Sure. There's this negativity between the mm-hmm. two. Um, and instead of working together to try and um, say, hey, this is how we can try and conserve lions as a whole, there's always this infighting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one, one of the big um, things that I'm trying to do. You know, fortunately for, you know, the Internet and the media is that you've got to reach instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's amazing how quick, the, how many people you can reach on the Internet these days. Yeah, ouch. Yeah. Now, people seeing me interact with these animals obviously gets, them talking and gets people, you know, gee, he's going to get eaten. Or, <laughs> but, but what it also does is it gives the opportunity to say, hey, oh yeah, and, and you also mentioned the fact that lions are only down to 23,000. Right. Yeah. So suddenly you've planted a seed whereby you can make yep. a million documentaries, you know, banging on about the plight of the lion. Mm-hmm. But if people aren't drawn into it and if they don't care about it, then, you know, nothing's going to happen. Sure. Yep. So, uh, so are lions in the, in the wild uh, um, are... Are they endangered or, or are they in trouble? Yeah, they are endangered. They've been moved off uh, in, in you know, the IUCN uh, mm-hmm. uh, from being uh, not least concerned to near threatened. And okay. in fact, in South Africa now, they are now threatened or protected species list. Okay. So Excellent. that's yeah, it's a, of, of grave concern. Yeah. And no. it's, it's mainly due to habita- habitat loss, human yeah. encroachment, you know. Right. And uh, there is the hunting and the, and, and the poaching and, and that kind of thing. And uh, disease does come into it too, but you know it's not as it's not as a grave concern as the habitat loss. What can people do if they're like, well, yeah, I've seen the lions he works with, and uh, if there was a way I could help, how could people help lions in the wild? Well, basically, what I'm doing at the moment is setting up a website, and uh, that'll that'll be you know my own website. But I'm I'm starting to link up. In fact, my boss um, who helped set up the sanctuary that I you know I've got at the moment. He, funds a lot of research in Botswana on predators and um, you know so I'll have links to that and people can you know pick and choose I'm not I'm not going to put on a you know a website advocating that people must respond yeah yeah they, they have a choice is there because one of the one of the groups that I work with is called defenders of wildlife um, and they they're pretty much everywhere they they look around at, at any species that's endangered in jeopardy and try to wa- ra- uh, raise awareness about that have you looked into working with groups like like the defenders to to try to get them on board because i know um i've adopted penguins mm-hmm, uh, family mm-hmm. of penguins for and donate and my nephew i i adopt him a, a wolf every year he gets to to say he's he's part yeah. of the the help there and uh, i yeah, and i recently saw that they did add lions onto their list so i was wondering if this was a group that you have potentially been working with no i haven't and i'd be very interested in getting those details and, and trying to hook up with them you know? yeah they've they've been wonderful they've done a lot of work because what you're saying about the you know the the way the lions are viewed in south africa is kind of the way wolves are viewed here um, their their habitats are being destroyed. They're being kicked out of everywhere, and and so it's it's along the same lines of for our wildlife, what we're dealing with, and and groups like defenders have been around 
uh, for a very long time, and, and they've taken on a lot of different, uh, like I said, any animal for them in particular, you know, any animal that's in jeopardy, um, even if their numbers, if they're not on the endangered list, but their numbers, they see a drastic decline, like what you were saying with the lions, that they're a group that usually tries to get in and, and work. Well, fantastic. I'll, I'll you know, either try and get those details from you or look them up, I'm sure on them on the net. Oh, yes. And, and you know it, it's happening uh, more places than just South Africa. Uh, even here uh, in Detroit this weekend, our lions were uh, destroyed uh, <laughs> once again. Uh, it was oh, miserable boy. and horrible, and we're used to it, though. So <laughs> they, uh, Totally different animal. Yeah. That's a different gig altogether. But, yeah. uh, so... Uh, Kevin Richardson, uh, you have the movie, the feature film White Lion. Um, it, it, what does White? What's the goal of uh, White Lion? Is it? Uh, is it? Because you said it was shot on one of these uh, sanctuaries. sanctuaries. Sure. Um, is, it, is it? So is it really a documentary? Is it? Is it a documentary about you and your interactions, or uh, what yeah. is it exactly? It, it, it's actually a, a lifelong dream of the. He's, he's become like my father, but he's the you know uh, 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 my partner in the new sanctuary um, and also my old boss at the old line park mm. so, but it's been his, his 20 year 25 year dream to make a feature film showing really what it is like to grow up as a lion a male lion in the wild because a lot of documentaries only take little segments of it you know mm-hmm. either they catch them when they're very very young and then you know we flip over flip over a couple of pages and next thing these big adult males just living off the females and having this life of luxury he actually wanted to show how tough it is for a young male lion born into the wilds of Africa to make it, to become that male lion that everyone perceives to be as this king of the jungle. Um, so, you know, and then, and then he threw a, a spanner in the works and said, well, you know, it's going to make it even more tricky if it's journey, for its journey if it was white. Um, so it's a fictional story, but it's based on the truth. And um, it actually follows the life of this lion um, trying to make it to become this adult um, and then thrown into the mix of things is all the lovely things that we face within this world like the trophy hunters uh-huh. and uh, you know all of that kind of thing so it's a lovely family feature uh, family tale um, it's suitable for, obviously for all ages and it um, you know it just gets people looking at lions in a different way and uh, from their perspective and uh, kind of like a real life lion king so, all right. So, right the the book part of the pride, my life uh, among the big cats of Africa, that comes out or that came out this month. That's right. I believe on the first of September. Okay, and so that's available. Where can people find uh, the book part of the pride, my life among the big cats? In uh, Barnes and Nobles and Borders bookstores. Okay, and, and all the online sellers. Barnes so it's everywhere. Well, yeah. Okay, and uh, you're the author of that. They look you up, Kevin Richardson. They'll they'll find you as the author. Okay, brilliant. And uh, the film itself, White Lion, uh, when is this going to be, re- is it released? When uh, when can people see this and where can they see it? Yeah, uh, so I've been, you know, I've done several trips previously to, to the U.S. to uh, seek out distribution here. Um, uh-huh. We've decided we're going to release it uh, world premiere in Australia uh-huh. um, first. Uh, we we want to see how it does there. Um, also in our home territory, obviously, South Africa. So South Africa will go out in December. Uh, early next year in Australia, and then judging on the, you know, obviously the, the success and the performances of it there, we hope to come to the States and then release it, obviously, towards the middle of next year. Okay. 
Excellent. So we'll look forward to that. Please, when it when when you go to do the the release, uh, get a hold of us again. Uh, we'll get a hold or we'll see it coming up, and we'll get a hold of you. We'll talk to you again about that for sure. Just to remind people of the work you're doing and the really cool stuff. That'll be fantastic. And hope your bucket of luck keeps uh, <laughs> keeps you going until then. What about ecotourism? Uh, Brad, uh, our vet here, uh, took a, a trip to Africa. So you were an ecotourist. Mm-hmm. You went and uh, he actually called in. He had a satellite phone. And he called in from the the middle of the wilds of Africa, and we could hear the beasts in the background. Yeah. Um, is, how important is ecotourism? Because usually you think of tourism as a, a negative thing towards you know wildlife and yeah. and, and things. Um, is how how can you make ecotourism a positive thing for the the lions? I think it's uh, hugely important uh, ecotourism, and uh, we got 2010 coming up, the World Cup soccer. Um, in June next year for South Africa. I thought you were going to start quoting Nostradamus there. Oh, World Cup. Okay, all right, go ahead. 20, <laughs> 2010, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, 2010 World Cup for South Africa. So it's a big sporting event. Right, right, right. And, um, you know, uh, oh, that's tourism is extremely important in getting all these foreigners that come over right. to mm-hmm. our parks. And uh, we hope to be open this uh, sanctuary that I set up for, for the, the lines that I work with. We hope, it's, we hope to be open up to the public then as well. Just show them a little bit, you know, about what I'm doing, and let, you know, a lot of people just just end off with, you know, like to take a um, a picture, and they look at it and they go, oh well, you know, that that's that's what they read into it. But it's not a it's not a segment in time; it's a process. And when people get to see me actually at the sanctuary working with the animals, then they realize realize that there is method to the madness. Yeah. All right, Kevin. what are you, I, I just lost it. If people uh, uh, want to get a hold of you or, or find out what you're doing, uh, do you have a website or does the sanctuary have a website where they can uh, uh, see what's going on and keep up with you and your adventures? Yeah, um, as I say, there is going to be a website coming out uh, for me personally. I don't know mm-hmm. what it's going to be called yet. Probably right. something along, along the lines of Lion Whisperer. There you go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, in the interim, uh, if there is any questions or, you know, people want to know they can get me on the white line website the movie website um, and that'll that'll link back to me all right so if they uh, and what's the do you know what that is yeah, that's www.whitelinethemovieoneword.com mm-hmm. okay there you go brilliant all right kevin richardson that was uh I, it's fantastic it's uh it's just uh wonderful do you get the backstreet boy joke a lot at all <laughs> I do. No, I do quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so it was on the. Uh, you know, my wife uh, read me one of these uh, emails one day and said, "Well, they didn't realize that Kevin Richardson was so talented that he could sing any works with lions." That's right. <laughs> Phenomenal. You're great on the keyboards, <laughs> and you got the whole line thing. You know, because I was because if you just Google, uh, you know, Kevin Richardson, you, images of both of you come up, and you you don't look that. Too much far afield. It's yeah. uh, you know both dark-haired guys and you know the the, <laughs> the 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 rugged I, I fight with lions look kind of going. So uh, <laughs> that's cool. So I'm sorry. I just had to do the. Not a musical bone in my body. I'm afraid. Had to do the Backstreet thing to you. I'm, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> all right, Kevin. I'm gonna put you on hold for a second because Donna has a little bit of information she wanted to share with you. So if I can put you on hold for just a second, we're gonna go to a break. We'll grab you on the side here too. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. And uh, White Lion, the movie.com. Check it out. We'll be right back. More animal talk. Hang on, Kevin. Is your starfish becoming a diva? Well, give Animal Talk a call. And the email is uh, jamie at animaltalkradio.com. Good way to get a hold of us. Uh, Just kick an email 
through that way and uh, we'll help you with your pet. All sorts of digital media going on. Our queen of the digital media is over there wrangling it all in. We got the <laughs> tweets and the Twitter and the, the MySpace and the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, all the stuff going on. And uh, we had a contest going on. The first, uh, the first person, uh, actually the first two people, who can get uh, three of their friends to add us as a friend on mm-hmm. MySpace. We will uh, have a DVD, either uh, Growing Up Safari or uh, the dangerous one. It's the Untamed uh, and un- Uncut. Untamed and Uncut. It's, it's, it's two hours of people getting <laughs> bit and, and torn up by stuff. It's great. I still haven't seen and it. I can I'm tell you how many, how many times <laughs> in that video it's like, hey, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's good. They're both uh, series, Untamed, Uncut, and uh, Growing Up Safari. They're both series uh, from the Animal Planet. Growing Up Safari, it's actually, uh, speaking of, uh, kind of ties into our, our last guest there we just talked to uh, mm-hmm. for a little bit, uh, Kevin Richardson, uh, about hyenas. And uh, and it shows hyenas not being so hyenas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not being so such heinous creatures that well, they're, they've uh, that they're portrayed. They got bum rap in uh, just cartoons like and uh, yeah. wolves. Wolves yeah. throughout every fairy tale are evil and yeah. horrible creatures, sure. and they're mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's uh, it's actually it's a, it's a, it, that one is uh, the growing up safari is charming. That's the awe factor if you like that one, or uh, the uh, untamed uncut if you're like yeah, <laughs> let's see somebody get messed up. So uh, both are very <laughs> <laughs> both are enter- entertaining on two ends of the realm, both to do with animals. Uh, so if you get three friends to uh, join our MySpace page, uh, or even we'll throw it out there to our Twitter people, uh, you have three people to join our, our tweets and say hey, I, I'm I'm tweeting you now because. So-and-so told me. Uh, you get three of your friends to, to join the tweet or the MySpace. We'll, uh, we'll get you a DVD and uh, have some fun with it. So uh, you can give us a call at the MySpace uh, Animal Talk, Animal Talk Radio on the Twitter, and uh, we'll get through that way. We like to answer those emails uh, when they come in and, and help people out. And uh, Brad, did we have an email over there we wanted to help somebody with? I don't know if we want to, but sure. Dear Animal Talk. <laughs> I just read that 3% of the people in the U.S. shower with their pets. <laughs> Do you? And this is signed Mervyn. Uh, Kirby's very afraid of... Uh, oh, were you putting this to me? I just started to answer. <laughs> Kirby, my cat Kirby is a uh, very, very, very water phobic. <laughs> uh, so if 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 you're in the restroom, he'll come into the bathroom when you're in there. He will push the door open if it doesn't, because it doesn't always latch all the way shut. So uh, he'll like push the door open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if any of you guys, because we do the the, the show from my house, uh, the studios here at my house, and uh, if you've used the restroom, I don't know if Kirby's ever barged in on you, but uh, he'll no. do he'll do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, if you just reach over and turn on the faucet, he goes running. Uh, <laughs> so if the sh- if the shower is running, you're he still w- stuck with the door open. He won't. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so no so. evidence to say that you did shut the door. <laughs> yes. 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 So uh, that just go. ruins the video. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but, uh, so but but the uh, cat he, does not. He go will in the shower not. Uh, he will not come in the shower. No. Um, no. What about you, Brad? No. 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 You no. don't take the birds in. No. Well, <laughs> the one time I took the cat in, I, I didn't have a washcloth. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the bear but, and the uh, rabbit the are in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but no, but, but they, but uh, but my wife will take the macaw and really? into the shower because macaws. Really? They need the They rest. love it. They just yeah. think it's the greatest thing ever huh. to be in the shower. 
And oddly enough, the 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 the, the macaw, my uh, favorite animal. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a camera on. I remember that. <laughs> my favorite animal. Um, uh, it's and again, air horn with feathers. Yes, that's yes. what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it it's scared to death of the uh, water bottle. Oh you yeah. Squirt a water bottle at yeah. it. It's scared to death. It goes hiding and goes away. So I'm often carrying one of those. But you take <laughs> it in the shower. Hog heaven. Okay. A thousand shooting at it at once. Well, <laughs> this is great. One. That's not enough. Okay. So, but but it, it loves it. It loves it. Loves doing that. Now, I bet uh, you've had the dog in the shower with you. Uh, no. 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 Ew. She's much cleaner than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Here's here's uh, among other issues. But uh, let's just look at the fact that they're covered in fur. Right. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you bathe a dog? Okay. I've taken my dogs to in to bathe them. I sure. go to one of those self dog wash places right where it's got i'm not using my tub to put all that dog hair in hello. Hello. hello so well yeah so you're washing a dog your hands get wet from washing the dog and then you end up with dog hair all over you mm-hmm. so can you imagine showering I, again this is among other things which we're just not going to go there <laughs> but that being a big issue too i mean well, okay guys have been in locker rooms and i'll tell you there's a lot of guys in there covered in fur as well oh i don't want to know about that and that's <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but also, That's man style. That's what that is. All right. <laughs> so, not on the so, back, it's not. So the answer would be no. And helping you with your pets. Jamie, Donna, Dr. Brad, Animal Talk. It is America's Pet Show. Do you wish your sea lion was an A or B lion? Well, Animal Talk's your tutor. Just give us a call, and uh, we got the pet professionals standing by. Ready and willing to, to help you out, whatever the problem might be. We have the uh, Twitter out there, Animal Talk Radio on Twitter. And uh, we had a question posed for today. All right, our Twitter question today was uh paula what did you uh, what did you throw out there at people uh, we asked today if uh people take their animals their pets cats dogs whatever on vacation with them or if they do the boarding or sitters what do they do okay um so brad you just took an extended leave how, how many days were you out of the country uh 10 days 10 days so you have a, a menagerie at the house how many how many pets do you have at the house oh gosh there's uh, four real animals and then a bunch of birds Okay. <laughs> so what did you do with the these animals while you were gone? Well, the one's still very young, so we couldn't we thought it wasn't good for a pet sitter to do that, so we sent we had them stay at my wife's clinic and uh, the cat stayed around the house. We have someone come in and take care of them. Okay. So a combination of boarding, you had lucky you have a clinic that you can board them in. Yeah. And the yeah. clinic stayed open while o- you were gone. Owning a boarding facility helps. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Um, so uh, <laughs> that that came in handy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but but uh, typically you go with a pet sitter that comes into their mm-hmm. habitat and helps them out. Um, I'll do that too. We uh, If I go on vacation and uh, I've taken Kirby on vacation, I've, mm-hmm. I've flown with Kirby. Uh, the cat had him uh, stowed in the overhead compartment. No, <laughs> under no, the seat. no. But I, I did that. have to put him under the seat. I mm-hmm. did at where my feet are. Uh, and there's a little screen. He's looking at it, looking at me like seriously, dude. Ser- <laughs> seriously, really, really. <laughs> this is. You this couldn't is have got me my own for seat. somebody, right? <laughs> Got any so. gum? <laughs> <laughs> My ears are popping. These pointy ears over here. Need a little help. So, uh, but if we don't take him, uh, we did when we went to Ireland for two weeks the first time. Uh, we tried letting someone else take him to their house, 
And uh, did he stay that, with your aunt? Oh uh, no, no. Uh, it was the friends of uh, my sisters, and uh, you know they thought, well, you know, it was the summer, and they're like, hey, we should get a puppy. <laughs> so they're 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 babies they're babysitting my cat over their house and they get a puppy. Oh, that, poor Kirby! That didn't end well for oh. for anyone or any carpet <laughs> concern. Oh, poor Kirby! <laughs> Kirby, 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 Kirby let loose with uh, <laughs> all kinds of stuff all over that house. Oh. Yes, and oh. Kirby's not a an accident kind of boy at no, all. He's pretty well uh, behaved. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Poor guy. So yeah, so there you go. Uh, so after <laughs> after that, we uh, we went with the if if we don't take Kirby with us on the vacation, um, we have a pet sitter come in. What about you, Donna? Well, and now with Zoe too. Yeah, and we have the dog Zoe. So usually, well, Zoe will go with uh, my wife Colleen's dog. Uh, we'll go to uh, one of her relatives because a dog needs two visits a day. A cat can get away with one visit a day. A dog, you got to have two visits a day minimum. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so. So yeah, at least and mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, she she and Zoe, you know, she would just get bored and depressed, and you know, the two of them would I don't know <laughs> what would happen when we came <laughs> Come back back to a trashed house. Yeah, <laughs> so it was crazy that cat dog cartoon idea came from somewhere, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so and we, yeah. we 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 board we'll board Zoe, and and Kirby still has the pet sitter come in and spoil him here. Mine go to grandma's. Yeah. Yeah. They used to. Um, they used to they stay relatives. at the house, mm-hmm. and one or the other sister would come and take care of them. Because mm-hmm. um, I travel a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This year has been a very calm year for me, but uh, but normally I'm gone all the time. And and when it really comes down to it, if all my family, like for example, almost the entire family was up north at one point, so. Uh, if in a pinch, we'll we'll actually go and, and have them stay at, at Brad's doggy daycare. Um, but mostly, I, I they have family to stay with, and they stay in their own home. What were our people responding to on the tweets? Uh, most people like having somebody come into the house and stay with their animals overnight. Okay. And that'll do it for another installment of Animal Talk. Thanks for being with us, and thanks for supporting our sponsors. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Animal Talk Radio, and of course the website animaltalkradio.com. We'll see you next time on Animal Talk.